I'm so happy. I, I didn't bring my dancing shoes today, Tammy. <clears throat> but this is the third Sunday in a row. And we always said if you come three Sundays in a row, you're a member. Oh, that's right. Thank you, Tammy. Sharon, it is so good to have you here. Sharon's husband passed away a few weeks ago. And uh, we've been in prayer with her and for her daily, amen, understanding the uh, elements of loss and grief that one goes through during these times. And Sister Sharon, we love you and so glad you're a part of our life, amen. I would like for my brethren back there to put on Ezekiel 37 and so I can read it. No, I can't, man. That's what happens when you get old. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath, to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up a flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and we shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then saith the Lord, then saith he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds and breathe a breath upon these slain, and they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came up to them and they lived and they stood up upon their feet and became a great army hallelujah i'm here today uh, to tell you this morning uh, that god is ready to do a great work i have asked i saw the other day uh, a post and uh, brought tears to my eyes and joy to my heart so I've asked these brethren to record that and show it to us this morning. Some of you will remember it. Some of you will not. Some of you have never seen it. But I was there and seen it and experienced it. And the joy and the promises that is there. 
I've come today to tell you God's fixing to do a great thing for the lighthouse. Amen. I am convinced of it, persuaded of it, and going to believe it and live like it. Amen. In the name of Jesus, can we do it, brothers? Enjoy this.
is our God today. How great is our God today. Hallelujah. Our God is a great God this morning. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I say that our God is a great God. Now, I don't live in the past. I can't do anything about the past but repent of it and go forward. I don't live back there, but I do not forget the past because I know what God can do. And let me prophetically say something today. You think that was great? I'm telling you God is going to move in this church and do something much greater than He did 15 years ago down in the middle of the city of Dwajak. I can say that today because I believe in the power, in the miracle-working grace of Jesus Christ. Does anybody else believe that today? Hallelujah. How many of you want to see your children and your grandchildren worshiping and praising and glorifying God? Hallelujah. Yes, we do. I know I want my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren uh, to be involved in a church uh, that is full of the power of God. Hallelujah. You know, I want to tell you that there is so much power in grace. The power of grace cannot be overtaken by any other influence or power. It is the power of grace that sustains us. As you looked at those children that were singing and going through it, I want to tell you many of them are being used in churches all across the United States today. Hallelujah. Many of them, are. some of them are sitting here in our pews, working in our Sunday school classes, teaching our children because of the power of grace. Hallelujah. In fact, hallelujah, Sister Cassie, my I always called her my angel when I was going through difficult times. I called Cassie my angel. I'd always, she'd always, I'd come and she would always love me. I knew she cared. Hallelujah. Just as a young, young lady and a young adult. And then uh, she had a little baby girl. And guess what Cassie named her girl? Yep. Grace. There's nothing like grace. Today we celebrate Rebecca. Natty, two of these young people, and I saw Sister Helmut sitting back there on one of those chairs. They have joined her together on the streets of glory. They are rejoicing, and really, they don't want to come back here. They're going to just wait for us to get there. Hallelujah. They were such a, a, a pivotal and an impressionable young people in our church. I don't understand God's plan. Uh, God's purpose and his choices but I do understand one thing there's power in the grace of God 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 he said that he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore will I Rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I want to tell you something. Grace wants to rest upon you. Because what it is about grace? Hallelujah. Grace is forgiveness. 
Grace is healing. Grace is being strong in our weakness. Grace is spiritual perfectness. Hallelujah. Grace does not judge our past. Hallelujah. He only prepares our future. Hallelujah. How many ever looking for a great future in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the things to come? Hallelujah. I think about my buddy Brandon and I married him and and autumn's uh, Thursday night. What a what an awesome time. And I see brother Chance is here with us today. It's good to see you here today, but I look at little Zane, and I believe one day Zane will be in here praising God, loving Jesus, giving his heart to God. You say, well, pastor, that's a long way down. Oh, I don't care how long it's down the road. I believe it's going to happen. I believe it's going to take place. I prophetically stated today that God is going to do it. And there ain't nothing going to stop it. Because our pastor says, God, thou knowest. Do you think Ezekiel didn't know that God could do everything that he was about to allow him to be involved in? Oh, yes, Ezekiel. That's why he said, thou knowest, Lord. Pastor Hopper, hallelujah, has got a plan and, and got a will for this church, hallelujah, that's going to grow and going to have revival and going to be moving in a mighty, powerful way. There's something about grace that I really love. Grace does not judge. You're sitting here this morning in the house of grace. And not one of you are judged for your past. Or even yesterday. Or even this morning, it's past. Grace is looking for your future. Grace is looking for tomorrow is going to be better than today, than last week. This next week is going to be better than last week was. This week is going to be more powerful in the kingdom of God because you get a glimpse of a hold of a grace that does not judge me for my faults or my failures. Grace does not condemn I think of the message my grandson preached a few weeks ago. I'll never forget it. Grandma Rita said, boy, that was awesome. That was, that was good. But I'll not forget that message he preached. And, well, one reason why I'm kind of partial. <laughs> it's my grandson. But he preached a powerful word. And I find it so often true in set in stone and traditional churches I find it happening often that well Eric mentioned about the lady that was taken in an adultery and the church dragged her to the foot of Jesus said this woman yeah they were church folks they were believers of the law they weren't like what we know as church today but they followed the the law, and they drug her to the foot of Jesus and say, the law says, stoner, what do you say? Even Jesus did not condemn them. He just knelt in the ground and began to write. I want to tell you, grace does not condemn. And neither did anybody that claims to be a part of the body of Christ. 
we should be full of love. We should be looking to heal. We should be looking to restore. We should be looking to bring strength and be a spiritual witness of the grace of God in our lives. Hallelujah. When Jesus got up from off the ground and there was no one standing around, he just merely said, you don't have any accusers and neither do I. Go and live in grace. Go and enjoy the grace of God. Go and let uh, God's grace uh, move in your heart. You know, grace is something that we don't deserve, but the grace of God is empowered by the Spirit of God. That's why I'm glad for the wonderful music and the praise we have here because I felt the Spirit of the Lord here this morning and sitting with my new friend, uh, Sister Patty, today. Hallelujah. I don't know if you felt what I felt, but I felt the goodness of the Lord sitting back there in third or fourth row from the back. I tell you, the grace is motivated by the Spirit. What is amazing about God's grace, hallelujah, is that fact, hallelujah, that we can enjoy it every day of our life. Pastor Hopper's father uh, preached here a few weeks ago about the rag man. How many was here for that message, the rag man? How many remember that? Hallelujah. He takes our old tattered rags and he makes something precious out of it. Hallelujah. Grace leads us into the lives of hurting people. That's the power of the body of Christ that is filled with grace. He takes us to hurting people. He doesn't take us to the righteous or the ones that doesn't need God. But he takes us into the lives of hurting people. Has anybody been in the life this past week of someone that's hurting? Has God used you? Have you been open to someone? I was at the hospital the other day. It was a foggy morning, so I turned the lights on on my truck. By the time I got to the hospital, everything was clear. And, uh, you know, sun was out. I pulls in, turn my keys off, stick it in my pocket, and walk in. Come back out after a few hours in the hospital, put the key in, and wouldn't start. Battery was dead. I left the lights on. Sometimes we leave the lights on, and our battery runs dead. Here's what happened. I called my daughter, I called Jen. I said, Jen, I got jumper cables. Can you come down and, and do it? So I said, yeah, I'll be down. Just give me time. But I got in my truck and pulled the button on that old 99 Ford. And lid popped up and got my jumper cables out, waiting for her, getting ready for her. Up pulls a gentleman and said, do you need a jump? I said, I sure do. Well, let's get her started. So he pulls up, we put it on there and charge it for a little bit, wouldn't start, charge a little more. He got in his, got in his truck, got in his car. Man, that old, that old car just revved up big time. I stopped there and bang, man, that thing fired up right away. All it takes is someone with a little grace. Hallelujah. When our battery runs down, somebody in the body of Christ needs to be sensitive enough to say, hey, do you need a jump? Let me help you out here. Hallelujah. When he got done, I thanked him, and he said, 
God bless you. Have a good day. Woo! He didn't know who I was, and I didn't know he, who he was. He just said he's on his way to Wisconsin, and I said, hey, find my rich uncle that just won that lottery. <laughs> but grace always touches your life and is ready and willing to step inside no matter what the situation is going on in our lives. That's a beauty of grace. It's known that if grace does that and we be in the body of Christ, we need to quit looking at people's faults. Grace doesn't judge our past and neither should we judge somebody else's past. It wasn't for people like Brother Jack Slavings, Brother Ken Anderson, Brother Hamilton, and some awesome people in this assembly that loved me in my difficult times. I wouldn't be here today, but it's because people loved me and cared for me and didn't judge me and believe that grace is powerful enough to heal and to restore, and it doesn't condemn because grace sees the future, not the past. And as we looked at the past, I can say today there are many churches. We just paid this one off just recently. But I'm telling you, there are a lot of churches in our area, in our country, uh, that because of the Lighthouse Ministry are paid off today. Because people have went to churches all around, uh, and they have supported, and they have literally helped churches uh, become independent uh, and financially free. But I pray to God. I talked to one young man this week. Uh, I pray to God you're touching souls. Uh, and like you were one to Jesus, uh, that you are winning someone to the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because grace must be active in the body of believers. Because we are the body of Christ. Grace is not negative. Our human nature is. But grace is not negative. You know, words have such a great power either to bless or to wound. When we speak carelessly or negatively, we damn others as well as us. That's why grace needs to be radiating and flowing in every single one of us. Because grace does not speak negatively, but grace speaks positive, what you're going to be. And that's why I looked at that picture here a couple of weeks ago and watched that video. I said... Oh, my God, I am believing that the lighthouse will be greater than that scene and that picture. And I'm believing it and going to live it as long as I'm living. Hallelujah. I'm going to speak faith and grace. Hallelujah. That it will heal and bring salvation to many and multitudes in this assembly. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. The scripture in Ephesians 2, 4, and 5 says, God, rich in mercy, while dead in sin, by grace are we saved. If we are saved by the grace of God, it's because somebody, hallelujah, knocked on our door, touched our heart's door, and spoke to us, invited us to church, told us they're praying for us. Hallelujah. A positive spirit always finds opportunity in everything. I went to my favorite restaurant last night for dinner. You know, Mr. Wahoo. And a couple come and sat beside us. Next table over. 
I saw an opportunity. I talked to them, spoke to them a little bit, greeted them. But when I left, they didn't know it until I was gone. I just said, I want, I want those folks as Bill. They seemed like awful sweet old people. They were probably in their 60s. Walked out the door. Grace finds an opportunity in everything. Grace finds an opportunity in everything. Can I get a little pastoral here? How many of you believe in holiness? It may shock some people, but holiness is not what you put on. In the days of Christ, they wore robes. Men wore robes. If we're going to dress like they did in Jesus' time, those guys better go get some robes. And women wore robes. About the same length. But women's robes were different than the men's robes. The men's robes were different than the women's robes. And oh, if it matters what you got on, then it matters, holiness would matter what you put in the body. What you put, if holiness is what you put on the body, I say holiness is about what you put in the body. So that means all that sugar pop and all them sweet donuts. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not going there, sister. Because <laughs> we look forward to them sweet donuts on Sunday morning, don't we? <laughs> Our kids look forward to it. But holiness is not what you put on. It's not what you put in. Because Paul said all things are lawful, but not everything is expedient. But what is holiness is what comes out. What is holy is what flows out, what our speech is, what our attitude is. Hallelujah. That's what holiness is. Holiness is the grace of God active in our lives, touching and changing and healing people's soul. Well, pastor, do you believe in modesty? Oh, yes, I believe in modesty. Modesty is so important and so necessary. And the Bible tells us to dress in modest apparel. But the definition of holiness is the body of Christ, loving like Jesus, forgiving like Jesus, restoring like Jesus. That's the definition of holiness because that's what Jesus was when he walked upon the face of the earth. But he said, I'm leaving, but you are going to represent me in this world. Hallelujah. And you are going to be the soul winners. You are going to be the witnesses. You are going to be the ones that causes lives to be healed. I think of what the body of Christ is and what we do. And Sister Rena Ruff has been a, a member of this church now for a month or so. But I grew up around Sister Rena, but she shared with this with me here a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, in fact, that she become an intercessor in prayer for her children. And wanted every one of her children to come back to Jesus Christ. And she can praise God today. 
She can honor the Lord because every one of her kids come back to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Every one of her siblings come back, uh, hallelujah, in a God relationship. I wonder if we got some intercessory moms and grandmas here today that will stand and say, I will be an intercessor for my children, my grandchildren, and those to come. I will be that intercessor. Grace is calling you to do that. Grace is calling you to do that. Hallelujah, intercessor. Uh, we've got a prayer group around here that is powerful. I didn't know how to get on it, but my wife showed me. She's a little younger than I am, and she knows this technology a whole lot better than me, so I'm on the prayer group. My phone blows up all the time. I don't know who you are, that your number's Brother Ken. I got his name on there, but Sister Runkle, that's about the only two people I know that's in the prayer group. My, my phone is blowing up constantly, the prayer group, saying, pray for this one. Pray for that one. We're believing God for this. Our God has a grace church that is doing a mighty, mighty awesome work. I thank God I'm a part of it today. Are you glad this morning you're a part of a grace-believing church, of a grace-living church? Hallelujah. Grace-powerful church. Hallelujah. I believe God is right now speaking to a heart of an individual today, asking you, inviting you by His Spirit to become a part of a grace church. Hallelujah. Do you feel it today? Do you respond it? Brother Kyle, I want to tell you I appreciate your hard work and all the stuff you do around this church making our facility look good. That's grace. He could be like me out fishing. But Brother Kyle is committed every week. Every week he's here doing things to make this, this building look beautiful. Our daycare. What an opportunity God has given us as we touch literally hundreds of people in our community of parents. Our daycare is a daycare of grace that is able to touch the lives and change that of men and women, of moms and dads and parents. Sister Connie going to the uh, uh, nursing home. That's grace in action. She didn't have, she wouldn't have to go. Have you watched Sister Connie walk? Have you watched Sister Connie get around? She could go home and rest, but no, she's going to the nurse home. There's people there that need healing. There's people there that need touching. I'm glad this church is, is moved and motivated by grace because grace is everything that we got and everything that we need today. Can someone this morning, as you stand here this morning with me, as I close this morning, and turn this back to our pastor. Well, he's going to help us do some singing and bring us into some music today. Hallelujah. Can you remember the day that Grace knocked on your door? Sister Veronica, I remember. I remember the first time you come back after you were gone for a while. And I remember the beautiful ministry. Hallelujah, you work and you're still working in that caring for people with troubles and issues. That's grace in action. Grace in action. As we opened up Hope's door here, it was grace in action. I'm telling you everything you do, it don't have to be great. It don't have to be big. Your sin may be weighing you down this morning. Your past may be burdening you down deep. 
But I'm telling you today, God's grace can lift that and bring life into your heart. God doesn't care what you did last night. He cares more about where you are right now, where you are right at this moment. Some of us need to get a new baptism of grace in our life and realize the power that grace has and be ministers of grace to the multitudes that we touch each day. As I asked this morning, the music is playing beautifully today. You want more grace. You want the full action of grace in your life. Would you feel free to come this morning? We invite you to join us here at this altar today. Allow God, hallelujah, to heal you, to strengthen you, to restore you, to cause and create a great grace, work of grace in your life. As you come forward today, God richly bless you and honor you today. In the name, in the glorious name of Jesus.